0: God and Other Delicacies has a weekly newsletter. If you'd like to subscribe, email me at godsdelicateshow at gmail.com, and I'll put you on the list. Hello, everyone. Welcome to God and Other Delicacies. I'm Nicholas D'Agosto. I love listening to people talk about how God and religion have influenced them in their lives. How do they feel about this topic today? It's endlessly complex. It's unique to each individual. I just think it's a topic that gets into all aspects of a person's life. I have a lot of fun talking about it. I hope you enjoy being here. Thank you for being here. Let's get into it. Today, I have the privilege of welcoming Jeff Astroff, to the show. Jeff is a television writer, producer, and showrunner. He wrote on Friends in the early years and will happily tell you he has absolutely no regrets about leaving the show while it soared into TV history books. Uh. (laughs) He also wrote for the award-winning series The New Adventures of Old Christine, but most importantly, he created the critically acclaimed, all-too-painfully short lived comedy Trial and Error, in which I starred as Josh Siegel.
1: Oh, too soon.
0: Jeff gave me the best job of my career to this point. And I also won many dear friendships out of the gig, including the one I share with him. Oh.
1: Welcome to the show, Jeff! Wow, yeah. I didn't realize this would be such a sad show. with a tearjerker. Start yeah, it ends... A, to... it, I
0: try to get it... It always ends in a puddle of tears. That's the goal. Ah,
1: that's good. Puddle of tears. <laughs> Pot.
0: Puddle of tears. That's the next... <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the
1: next hour. Um, okay, this is good. This is... Look how prepared you are. It does not surprise me, since you are the most prepared actor I've ever worked with.
0: Yeah. Hey, man. It's the uh, it's the only way I know how to deliver it. You know, I... I uh, I don't know, man. I just take this. I take shit seriously. How um,
1: I, I... I have to say though that one of the things I do, um, I do like about you and our uh, painfully short-lived uh, series, but still great, critically,
0: critically acclaimed, critically
1: acclaimed series, um, is that we we actually had a lot of people of faith on the show, and and I actually like that. I like working with uh, people of faith. I am a person of faith. A, yes, a Puff.
0: Well, it's one of the things and, that I'm, I've, you know, it's very excited that you're here to talk about. Uh, but yeah, man, it, the show was beautiful in that way. It was, just, you know, not only just people of faith, but curious and interested and smart people. So conversations yes. were very right. fluid and open, and no right. one was, you know, people come from different backgrounds, but people were always just very engaged with each other. Like, yes, of course. And we but, were never. And what was interesting about our show is that because we shot, basically, uh, every scene was basically one long take. There was very little separation. You know how you'll be right. on a show? And although, you know, when you're doing, I guess when you're doing, you know, stage shows like multicams or something, you're usually always there as a cast together. But, you know, being on like a single cam show, uh, oftentimes certain cast members never cross paths. But that was never the case with trial and error. We were always, we were often always in the same place. You know, in a day you'd have, you know, we don't, you know, I'd be there with, Sherry and Steven and then Jamie would be there a part of it and Michael Hitchcock would be right. in there so we always had a good group of people around or I, I didn't realize
1: that in the pilot that I had never done a single camera show before and um, I didn't realize uh, I only had done these stage plays of uh, multi-camera shows yeah, including yeah, yeah. Friends which I, I left right at the right time by the way oh um, well, good eight years. That's, what, that's exactly what <laughs> yes, I wrote yes it was right <laughs> it was going downhill it was a slow hill uh, well look that, you, know, you uh, on the, the adventures of a, old a Christine slow Bridges. hill that went up
0: <laughs> <laughs> For seven
1: of those eight years, but then then it dropped. It and it was canceled. Yes, to ten seasons. <laughs> Anyway, let's voluntarily, involuntarily <laughs> cancelled, self-canceled, self-suicide, self-canceled. <laughs> a show suicide. A lot of shows don't kill themselves. Friends did. Yes. Um, <laughs> and only and only ten years old, it was tragic. Anyway, let's
0: talk about something else. This is sad. Well, so um, something less controversial. Uh, like yeah. God. Well, we were just kind of closing on like what we love about Trial and Error, and you know, um, did you want to complete your thought on like you you had usually done multicams, but you once something uh, so, about doing? So yeah. So then I I didn't
1: realize that Jayma had not worked with um in, in the, during the pilot. Jayma had never even been on our set, like, had never been a taxidermist, never oh, been. wow. Right. Yeah, because right. she, her scenes were in the court, and uh, that was off right. location on the pilot. Spoiler alert. And um, <laughs> yeah, if I you're flying JetBlue now, um, <laughs> turn to uh, your TV console in the seat in front of you. You'll see trial and go, "Why did I miss this show?" And believe me, you're not alone. <laughs> um, and um, no, but like, is like, Jemma didn't get to work with John a lot. She didn't get to work with, uh, and it seemed like she did because of the way it was cut together. And and um, but that's the magic of TV. But I hmm. I, I believe that. Um, I believe that you can see chemistry, and and you know, and the fact that you guys loved each other was so it was it was such a love fest. Um, it was such a beautiful experience. But let's jump in. Right, let's so they're, they're
0: the yes. same two questions uh, at the beginning of every every show. Mm-hmm. The first is, what did you have for breakfast?
1: Uh, I did not. I, I have a cup of coffee and I have this uh, like a hundred and ten calorie like protein bar, uh, fully right. balanced, healthy. Yeah, healthy-ish. I and uh, and my coffee with my sugar-free creamer, which I carry yeah. everywhere with me. And I am over-caffeinated
0: right now. I've had too um, much coffee.
1: Yeah, I uh, I'm going to because I crash because I wake up at I actually
0: wake up at six in the morning every single morning. Um, is I, that just something that's stayed with you since early kids? Like, is mm. there, or was it just like just working on shows? Or no, like no, not always
1: no, my show doesn't start until, usually I don't start my room till 10. Once I'm the boss, I start my room whenever I get in there, but I have people get in there at 10. Usually, typically, show hours are like 10 to 6 for, for writers, and, and I stay later. I'm the first in and last out, but I get up every morning,
0: and I go to synagogue. Uh, oh, every morning wow. I go. From every morning you every go to synagogue. Morning, uh, at, wow, yes, I didn't know that. That's. I mean, I know that you are very devout, but I did not know that you did that every day. Every, That's beautiful.
1: Every single morning I go to synagogue, and um, you know, I wake up. You're supposed to. Uh, you're supposed to wake up like a lion. And huh. um, you know, out of uh, you know, so I get up and I roar. Literally, I roar, and my wife. Right like, in, right in your wife's face. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> ro- I know well enough not to roar in my wife's face. But I get out of bed. I really try to jump out of bed and roar. And it, it does. It's uh, you know, it's it's positive energy. And you're supposed to greet the day that you know, you, first thing you do uh, as a as a Jewish person is you say uh, this prayer called Modani, and you're basically thanking God for giving you your soul back. Wow. And you have another chance for the day. And uh, usually, at the end of the day, God's got to be like, ugh, why'd I do that? (laughs) Look what he did with that soul today. But uh, that's why, yeah, you say basically... Is is that... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you say, while you're in bed still, you say, uh, you know, basically, thank you, God, for giving my soul back and trusting me with my soul. You've given me my soul. You can take it back at any time. Thanks for uh, giving it to me, and I'm going to do the best I can with it today.
0: So beautiful, man. I have so loved... You know, look, man, we became friends through this process. And and there are a lot of reasons for that. And one of them is this type of... Um You know, you're just very, you're so funny and you're, you can be so acerbic when you want to be, but Mm, like, you're so, you're so full of heart, man. You're such a kind man. Um, And you, I think you play against it when you, you know, you, you play against it with first (laughs) impressions with people because you're very quick witted and you like to sort of, you know, you just kind of pull the joke of the moment, but you're such a devoted and like. (laughs) You're very thoughtful, and and these I have questions that will lead us more deeply into these to this stuff, but we might as well just keep going from here because you you helped kind of jump right in. Is that this is just these are lovely, uh, reverent ways of living, and that's something that's really important it, to you. It,
1: yes, it is. Um, you know, it's funny because I spoke to my daughter's school. My daughter goes to a religious school, a, a girls' school. She's in high school, graduating, uh, God willing, in a, a week or so. And you know, we talked about being in the. Um, you know, being in the TV business, and and uh, you know, it's basically. Of course, they saved us for the last day because who the hell wants to be in it? And I, I adjure <laughs> anybody if you can do anything else, um, be you know, than go into TV. And my I'm,
0: my teachers, not to derail your thoughts, so please hold your thought. But my teacher said that to me. My artistic director in college was like, if you can imagine being happy doing anything else in your life, then you need to do that because yeah, this is this not, is not something you can do. Like having like with any split focus, like this has to be something you do only because you can't think of any other reason. You to have do to anything else. You have to do it now.
1: But but by the way, and I don't want to derail this. But by the way, at the same token, I have you know friends and family who've been trying for years and they don't have it. They clearly don't have it. Like you have it. You have. I told you. I think I've mentioned this. There's a there's a, a Hebrew word or a Jewish word word called chain and like a lot of other Jewish words, is no quick um, translation of it, but it's really like charisma, and it's like, uh, and, and mm-hmm. you, you carry that, and someone has chain, it's more than that, Someone they, the way they carry themselves is like you can, you are transcendent, you have that quality, mm-hmm. other people don't thing. have Thank that you. quality, and uh, not enough to keep our show on the air, unfortunately, <laughs> because the writing wasn't, there. so yeah, so, <laughs> so I mean, um, I, uh, one of the reasons, uh, you know, I talk about this all the time, my religious journey, and I did not grow up uh, necessarily religious, uh, and, 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 um, it was because a uh, uh, you know a lot of people come out to Hollywood to fill a hole in their lives, and if they don't get success or if they do get success, they realize. Um, first of all, my good friend David Sachs um, is um, fellow writer, also a religious Jewish guy. You know, he says you have to define. I kept using well, he this guy successful, this guy successful. And he said like, well, you have to redefine success. You could say this guy made a lot of money because I think, and you'll know this that there are when people ask you in this business. Um, is he successful? Are you successful? I mean, that means most of the people are are either are you famous? Have I heard of you? Or um, how much money do you have? And these right, are. Do you all, own a house in Malibu? Yeah, a house in Malibu. These are all external things. These are not nothing. Does yeah, I'm a successful person. I have. Two kids that kind of love me. I have a <laughs> wife who's out of my league. I come home every <laughs> night, and uh, you know I have the same problems other people do. But it's yeah, I'm I'm great. I can feed my family. I uh, and and my wife, for some reasons unknown, uh, loves me, and 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 all of that stuff. None of that stuff changes with more money. So you could say, do I have? Right now, in, in my career, uh, I wish I was working on season three of Trial and Error. Yeah, and, me too. And, you know, God willing, I'll be working on something else soon. But, you know, what I realized was that the people that I saw who had the quote-unquote success, and famous people, multiple houses, um, I've met some of the richest people in the world, and um, they did not seem happy at all. In fact, I, I know a very, very few people who came out to Hollywood to fill that hole, and I think that's why, and again, I'm just this is just pure conjecture is that like people turn to drugs or alcohol or, or sex addiction or because it's like, huh, look at that. I became rich and all of a sudden I'm mm. not happy. Why is that? And I realize I, I, you know, th- there's gotta be something bigger
0: than yeah. Hollywood. I think that's, uh, that's something you and I connect on, you right. know, uh, there's something, um, and also it's, to me, it's the, you know, for, Us to some extent. I I can't speak for you entirely, but certainly I know to some extent it is the core of our creative powers too. It's like where my, you know, my uh, identity with the faith that I grew up with, and my my conflict with that, and my sort of struggle to try to articulate for myself the things that I loved about what I grew up with, and how much I appreciate what I was raised with, and the many things, the many values it instilled with me, alongside. Many of the other thoughts I've been curious to explore. That is the nexus of my religious pursuit right now. And right. the point is, is that you know, religion is, as you would say, even as a deeply Jewish um, person, the question really is, is the pursuit. I mean, there's, there's one of the reasons I've always loved, you know, studying Judaism and knowing friends of mine that are Jewish, that uh, it was a religion unlike Christianity, which of course you know was something that came out of the Jewish tradition it was a spin off christianity was a backdoor pilot yeah exactly uh, it really was and, and by the
1: way much uh, it hasn't run long but it got better ratings <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> We've right it've been running longer but like uh, the ratings <laughs> yeah, have been that's low that's right well, keep it on streaming and you know it's, it gets a point too well
0: that you know christianity uh, in in many ways uh, began to try to have lots of hard answers to things. And the Jewish tradition is not one of hard answers. It's one of of living many, and of course, you should, you can articulate this or re-articulate it in a different way if you'd like, but it seems to be one that embraces the question in a way that I think is more wholesome than some of the ways that I was introduced to it when I was growing up.
1: Uh, yeah, you might say it's less dogmatic. I, I don't know everything there is to know, certainly about uh, Judaism, probably probably You know, in this room I do, um, which is dangerous to say. It's like knowing a little bit of karate. And (laughs) and, uh, there's a a rabbi I know who said, you know, Judaism is one of the only religions that um, the more you know and the more you learn, the easier it is. Because, you you know, all these things that you see as restrictions, you actually know the reasons behind them and you know you understand them and you know that there are certain circumstances where they don't apply. But when you're just starting out, you know, becoming, you know, Judaism has a lot of uh, strictures. And um, a lot of rules and, and if you just say I'm just going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this and, and then it, it becomes dogmatic. it's it's really about um, it's really about having uh, a love with the person with not the person I'm sorry the being who created you, which is God and you're part of God is God is part of you and and it's very you know there's there's so many I mean it's been around for you know from the beginning of time um, but when you look at Judaism. I mean, there are answers to everything. It's not, but but there d- does require a degree of faith. Now, um, my friend uh, David Sachs again was quoting. I forgot this uh, famous r- rabbi who said, "I would, uh, I would never worship a god I understood," hmm. and because that means that I, if I understood God, then I could be God, and right? The same. Right. And it's that's like that's God created reference. us. God created the world. God created nature. Um, to because that would be. You know, that's that's our environment that we live in. And, you know, my other friend, was a good friend of mine, who's this amazing rabbi, this Kabbalistic rabbi, um, who said, basically, like, God is like, uh, we're like a thought in God's mind. So, like, if you picture a man inside your mind right now, um, not anyone you know, like, that man will think he has um, full consciousness, and hmm. he's, like, going around and... In you, but he's in your mind, and if you stop thinking about him, he disappears. So, mm. like that's why it's also like you, you know, you could say there's a different way of looking at it, like we're all drops in the same ocean yes. of God, and yeah, and, you know, and, and we can't understand it, and it's you know, and it's big, and and people say, oh, that's just a cop out, but why? I don't understand how a plane flies, but I get in a plane. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. so there's certain things that we, you know, we we live in a physical world. And it's very, uh, it's very easy. I, I want to share this story. I don't know. If no, have no, time please. To it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a friend who, um, like I said, I do. I, I try to do. Uh, I try to learn. You know. Different texts and different ways how to be a better person. So I'm not seen as like a curmudgeonly a hole like you seem to have painted me in the beginning of our program. <laughs> I'm just saying. I look. By the way, you're not. Uh, I make the impression. I know that <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people. They. Uh, they. Come, I see you,
0: Jeff. Astrow. They come for my wife. You're stay on this from me. Show. That's right. Just um, now, all you have to do is just like let me, let people hear this radio hour before you go meet them, and they I, will know uh, the. DPU. I lead ahead. It's
1: like the <laughs> yes. It's like the 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 messenger head of the battle. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Um, so I want to share this uh, this great this great yeah. story because I, I I met this uh, friend recently and and um, he's a Jewish guy and he was um, Australian guy really good looking guy and um, lawyer and just like an entrepreneur has an Australian accent amazing guy he did like cyber something in the IDF. Decided, he grew up in Australia, but decided that he's a Jewish guy. He wants to serve in the IDF. And he oh, did wow. some stuff. Loves Israel. Loves Jews. Like moved to
0: Israel to serve. Yes. Okay. Moved to
1: Israel to serve. And then I was like, oh, you should come to this class that my friend David Sachs teaches. It's a lot of people, different varying degrees of faith, varying degrees of you know religiosity. Um, and it's a cool class. My friend David was a writer on, on The Simpsons, and you should, you'll should you have a better show when he's on because he's not curmudgeoning at all. Oh. What you see is what you get with him. Oh, come and, on. And these. But um, so I said, you should come to this uh, class with me. We learn Torah every, every Wednesday morning at the Coffee Bean, and it's fun, and a lot of comics come there and writers. And, and uh, he's like, I don't think so. My friend said, I don't think so. I said, why not? Why not? And he said, um, well, honestly, I was like, why not? He goes, I don't believe in God. Hmm. And I was like, okay. Um, and so, you know, I, I kind of asked him why, and he said, because bad things happen. And, you know, that's theodicy. Why did, if God is good, why do bad things happen? And, and as my friend David Sachs will say, like, the, and my friend Rabbi Aaron will say, like, the core belief in Judaism is that God is loving and that you could, uh, my friend Rabbi Aaron says, if you uh, substitute the word love anywhere you see God in the Torah in the first five books of Moses, the Jewish Bible, that's what you should do. Hmm. Love did this. in the way that we don't understand, the same way that you have a son that sometimes you'll discipline and he cries and he doesn't understand why you're mean to me, why you're mean, and he will uh, say those things to you. Hmm. Why are yes. you making me do this? Why you can't I play? Why can't I stay up? Why can't I do Xbox? All the things I have. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah. so... My- already, I've already got a two-and-a-half-year-old. I'm already <laughs> feeling yes. this. So my friend, and I'm going to find this. Forgive me. I'm, I'm looking at my phone just because sure. I'm going to pull up a picture here. So my friend... Um, Everyone that's listening can see, so it's, yes, this is okay, good. okay, this is good. They can they can see. You go check your own phone. So uh, so my friend of mine said, you know, I don't believe in God. And I said, uh, okay. And he said, look, he said, I would, you know, he said, why do bad things happen uh, if there's a God? And, you know, I said, look, I can't answer that. I know that th- th- we're going to find out, you know. Eventually that's one of the tenets of Judaism. They're, we do believe in heaven. We do believe in, you know, uh, afterlife, and you find out these things. And um, he said, if... There was a God, if God showed me who He was, if God showed me and proved Himself to me, then I would be uh, the first person. I would be the most religious guy you know. And I said, "Eh, I don't think you would. And there's this rabbi, doctor, uh, this South African guy, uh, Rabbi Akiva Tatz, a genius guy, who tells a story about that. And he says, You know, it's not really true. People smoke cigarettes and they know it kills them. People do lots of dangerous things and they know. know, If you smoke cigarettes now, no one's going, Wait, I have what? How did, that, <laughs> how did that happen? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, cigarettes yeah. kill you, you do it. You know you're an obese person, you eat a chocolate cake. It's like, wait, that made me fat? So I told him, I said, I don't think so. I, I said, I just, I don't think so. I, you know, you're, you're a smart guy, and people have, the world is created in such a way that we are physical bodies and we get pleasure, and uh, we don't like being told what to do. So you don't believe in God, and I don't think God can necessarily prove otherwise. You could either open your eyes and see everything, um, or not, so anyway, so he said, okay, we left it there, I don't push anybody, I don't proselytize, I live my life, and, you know, he had to go back to Australia to, um, to get his visa, and then he comes back a month later, or two months later, and he goes, hey, um, I'm, uh, I'm back in town, uh, do you want to get together, I said, I'm going to this Wednesday night, uh, th- Wednesday morning thing, you want to come, he's like, "Ah." Nah, 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 nah. and I said, you don't have to come, he says, well, I want to see you all come, where is it, so I sent him the email, and it's a corner of Smithwood and Pico, it's a coffee bean, where I go, Smithwood and Pico, So he says, he texts me, he goes, oh, my God, the most amazing thing. I didn't know where that was, so I Google mapped it, and this is the image that came up. If you do what? Google Street View, so he Google Street Views uh, to find out where this place is, and there's a picture I'm showing. The radio right now, it's a great prop for radio. Uh, there's <laughs> well, a pic- What
0: I'm seeing is Jeff sitting with this gentleman. Right, so Both this
1: face is slightly blurred out by Google. By, by Google, <laughs> yes, we're not that good looking that we could show. <laughs> Nick's face would not be blurred out. <laughs> anyway, so when was that taken? That picture was taken um, when he and I were having the conversation two months ago about whether or not. He why he didn't believe in God and that if God proved Himself, he would be the most religious wow. guy in the world. So he Google Maps, Google Street Views, it sees that picture and he said that's a coincidence. And I said, don't you see what happened?
0: Yeah, wow. Don't you see
1: what happened? And so it, to me, that that happened yesterday, and it's just like a miracle story that if you if that's you open beautiful. your eyes. Then you can see God everywhere, and you know. And He did not become. If that was me, by the way, a beard would sprout, and I would start. You know, <laughs> I'd move to Jerusalem, but uh, you know, that's uh,
0: that's beautiful. That's, uh, and this is our moment to take a break. But man, that 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 is gorgeous. We're back with Jeff Astroff, and uh, you know, whatever. It's so easy to talk to Jeff. I didn't even get to the second question, which <laughs> well, is uh, people, what I always people do. rarely do, <laughs> but this is uh, but it's fine because we jumped right into everything that we want to be talking about here. But the question is that everyone gets is how and when were you introduced to the idea of God in your life? So, and you talk uh, about how you know you're very religious, but you don't come from that in your family, so where or you're at least not like there, your, your father and mother were not. Religious. Religious.
1: Um, my, um, well, there's a lot of ways to answer this. And I was thinking about this because I knew you were going to ask me this question. I think you mentioned that when we were talking about originally doing this. Well, I
0: try to like prepare people like, just so that I, they know what show they're walking uh, into, you know? Yeah, people, I, it, it's, it's, not very, a, like it's light-hearted. very
1: funny because uh, on, on my show, which you've done, I don't prepare. And you're like, what should I prepare? And I was like, I, I don't prepare. Why should you prepare? And it's of what you said how my me. son lives life. And it's really great if you have a voluntary radio show. No, but it's terrible if you're going to a high school exam. And, <laughs> yeah, right, right. And hopefully don't. that hasn't
0: been your message guiding him through his yeah, yeah, his yeah, early yeah, years you know, of schooling. Please, God, if
1: you're listening, and I know you are, please <laughs> help him. Please help him. It is a it is a challenge. So I I was thinking about this this very thought, and I always had a um I always had a sense of God, and and you know uh, I've heard from like different rabbis, and you know there are people who have God genes, like it's like not god brand denim um, right i was yes. I was like, wow. interested to the, know the, that's God yes. like, god where jeans. do you get eternal
0: them? wow <laughs> yeah right
1: um so the, um, it
0: went out of business very quickly because yes. they only have to give one the only you only buy one, one pair for the rest you of your life you never line. come that's back right. yeah exactly
1: um, exactly so um extra <clears throat> extra extra large um <laughs> and big enough for the universe and <laughs> so i have that my wife has that and it, it, my daughter has that my son Spiritual guy, not so much. He asked questions when he was a little kid about reincarnation and and stuff, and that he'd never been introduced to it. So, but there are people who are naturally inclined to be uh, have that have that space to understand it, and that's you know the the and the, there's a Torah thought that all of us in the womb are um, taught by an angel, and then right before you get out, the angel says shh, and then. You have to learn everything over again, but you have that basis so that oh you always come back. Oh my gosh, what a God. lovely image! So that's from the Talmud. That's very, that's uh, very beautiful. It's a Jewish uh, oral law uh, written down. So, but I remember, and uh, in in kind of an un, I don't know it's an unsavory way, but I'll, I'll tell you exactly when um, my first my first light connection and and growing up, and I think when if I think if you're not you know, we, we believe, and I believe, that you should ask God for everything. God has an unlimited storehouse. It, it, God, every question is answered. Sometimes the answer is no. And, hmm. you know, it's like with, the, with your kids. But yeah. I remember, and probably it was like in third or fourth grade, maybe, maybe fifth or sixth grade. I, I, don't, I don't remember. But it was back a, at least 10 years ago. And um, <laughs> it, was a, it was a while ago, and there was a new girl who transferred to the school. And everybody um, everybody was into her, her, name was Teresa Truesdale. Oh, great, 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 great name. Teresa and Trewsdale. I, Teresa Truesdale, what a great name! I want to Fantastic use that. Fantastic name. name. That's like a name from like a CW show, right? Yeah, like, and like it's
0: like Girl. it's already got built in that she's a really honest. And, straight yeah, shooter yes, hopefully that's Truesdale. the way it's yeah, so funny I, mean, I don't I, know if that's true what's going to happen here but because I, I mean come I, on there's true I, in her dated, name it's like a classic well, I, fiction I, I dated
1: a girl named Eve Applebaum at one point <laughs> and I thought that is really I didn't put that together till Eve Even Apple Eve and Apple I mean yes. that's
0: amazing
1: And but we Over did her. not sin.
0: yeah <laughs> unfortunately as <laughs> much as I to tried that. Eve if you're listening she she, she was not educated in how to be a temptress just quite yet should have gone
1: with Sheila Devilowitz. <laughs> but alas I did not. Um,
0: okay, so okay, so you're about to say fifth or sixth grade, but I did a couple of basic okay. questions. So Are you in Jersey? What? what? Are you in Jersey at this time? Where no, were you uh, raised? Long I forget. I, Long, Island. Long Island. So and, okay. you know,
1: really the anus of Long Island. And um, So the Island. So shout out. <laughs> Long anus, nice. Shout out to Seaford. Um <laughs> So, okay, go on. So fifth anyway, or sixth. So grade. so maybe Teresa six, Truesdale. Maybe sixth grade, and Teresa Truesdale comes to school, and and every all my memories of her are in slow motion. And mm. she is a really, really cute. By the way, if I saw her, right? Now, like you have I'm a sure, gif running in your head. Yes, of, her. of course. And she was—I do remember exactly what she looked like, which is probably nothing what she looked like in my <laughs> mind. She looked a little bit like um, uh, Eleven from from Stranger Things, but like that. Uh, like, I don't
0: really know, but uh, okay, go on.
1: But like, even maybe longer hair and less blood coming out of the nose type of thing.
0: <laughs> and um,
1: but she was everybody loved her. I mean, her name was Teresa Truesdale, and and uh, everybody loved her. And there was no chance that I as the probably the the second least popular kid in school. Um because I didn't have I any, like that
0: there you also know exactly who was the least popular. Yeah I was third. I was the
1: third <laughs> least popular kid in school okay. at the time. But there was no chance I was going to be on. So everybody likes you know Teresa Truesdale. And I remember going home and praying to God that Teresa Truesdale would like me. It's like please God will get to please God. And I think it was a let. So I even had this notion that God was in charge then, even though I was not a religious fella. Um, Please, God, let Teresa Truesdale like me. Please let Teresa Truesdale like me. And I just remembered that, like really, really praying with no basis for anything other than I knew that really it would take a miracle. I knew about miracles. I'd seen the Ten Commandments. I knew that it would take that type of splitting of the Red Sea to get Teresa Truesdale to go so far down the list (laughs) To really, two hundred ninety seventh place. <laughs> I could say I was third from the bottom, but I'd say, let's say, more optimistically, I was 297.
0: <laughs> more, I like up. That's more I was optimistic.
1: I actually, there were three hundred five kids in my graduating class. I All right, finished, so I you were three. 303. I was so some the three hundred. She would have to go deep. <laughs> and really, like I was, I was praying really hard, and I remember in. It, probably a couple of days later, there was like this scuttlebutt in this hallway, and there's like people mumbling, and they couldn't believe it. And the rumor had gone around school that Teresa Truesdale liked me. Wow! And it was I couldn't. I, it was the same feeling I got when um, I was water skiing. All I wanted to do was ski on one ski, and um, it finally happened. And the ski fell off, and I was on one ski, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm on one ski!" and I fell. And oh. that's what happened when Teresa Truesdale. So I went over her house. We hung out. You know, I would go over her house. And my dad was like, "She likes you." I'm like, "Shut up, she does not." And we, Teresa Truesdale and I, hung out. And it was against all odds. And then I fell off the ski. I couldn't. I couldn't. I flew too close to the side. I couldn't right. handle it. I didn't right. feel like I was worthy. But, but that's my first, uh, as unsavory as it is, and is is my first God memory. Was like, please God, let Teresa. Tr-. And there's really. As much as the story I just told you about God showing a picture of this guy, by the way, that was the exact place that those one table over from where we learn our Torah, it was me and him and God saying, my friend David Sachs said to my friend, like, that's God saying, I see you, I know you, I'm in your life. Whether or not you admit it, I'm watching you in the way that Google does. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I had that comfort. There must have been a comfort of sort knowing that, wow, I can ask the creator of the universe— who Could split the Red Sea to do something almost as improbable is to get Teresa Truesdale to flip over that list and start from the bottom and wow. really skip over two people to get yeah. to
0: three <laughs> like Three like people. That, she, that would be no, two be,
1: people. It would be uh, Rick. To,
0: she, to, she still had to go down past her first and second choice at that point.
1: It, she did not go out <laughs> with either uh,
0: Rick Kale or Seth Manoik. Uh
1: oh, she Like went, a
0: writer, you remember all these names.
1: Oh, I remember so. So well, I remember everything.
0: Uh, This is one of the, not that this, I don't want to derail it down this road, but I have another friend of mine who I grew up with who's a writer. And he, um, he's like my, like my, my separate hard drive of like every memory of ours from grade school. I can be right. like, so where who was our teacher in second grade and who was that girl? And he's like, you know, missed, you know with this was this and this and that. And then he just, he has all of these names. Anyway, I, it doesn't right. surprise me at all that you have all these names locked away, that you have all these, yeah, have I have all the, these experiences I, still very accessible to you. I, and I, I have
1: to tell you, I'm really glad that I do, because if I had known, I had gone back to my, uh, it's very funny, this is derailing, but I went back to my 20th. Uh, high school union number of years ago, and and um, I went with Shawnee because my wife is gorgeous. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to show Shawnee. Yeah, we yeah. And, That's and a, maybe Teresa will be there. Yeah, maybe Teresa. <laughs> no, she didn't. She. I don't know what happened to her. I think she might have either left or was just part of my imagination. But um, either one or just part of a story. I made the whole thing up.
0: You know. yeah, it's totally fine. No, anyway, uh, it, it worked. It served the purpose. We'll edit that
1: part out. Um, so <laughs> no, I don't know why she like transferred out afterwards. Um, and she was just there, maybe for God to say, "I'm in your life." Who knows that 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 could have been the universe could have been, yeah. you know, directed that way for me at that moment, which I believe. And um, I remember going to that high school reunion, and um, I brought an extra pair of pants. My wife's like, "Why are you wearing pants?" It's like in case I get into a fight. So may, I like, what you think was going to happen? <laughs> uh, like that you'd need pants. I was like, I don't know, in case like I rip my pants. So like, you're gonna go to a reunion. We flew cross country to go to a reunion. To the point where you're gonna fight someone and like rip your pants, shit your pants. Like, what's gonna happen with your pants? I was like, I have no idea. And then so I ran to my best friend Seth Manoak, who is the least popular person in school. God bless him. And he had also brought an extra pair of pants.
0: How funny! But
1: what? What I know is a very weird, amazing. Specific, but uh, it's nothing to do with God. Um, but it. But it does um, does God say a James. lot about
0: what position you felt like you. Yes, at the in time. the school, and it yeah, could... was.
1: And I was treated like a hero because I was uh, writing for the show Friends and I'd used a lot of their names in the show. And they're like, oh my God, yeah, oh, I'm wow. take a picture with me. And I'm like, and they're like, you hate me, like no, we don't hate you. It was like, yeah, you made me. And I remember Patty Howard, who's now a Facebook friend, uh, passed around this list uh, that had um, all the boys were uh, judged in terms of uh, looks, body, and personality. And I got straight zeros. And I was like, there's no chance I get a zero in personality. No chance. Yeah,
0: come on. You know? They
1: were just that was that's just cold-hearted. And she didn't remember, and I remember. That's just
0: mean. I straight remember. up mean. It is straight up
1: mean. Anyways, and now you get so, to talk yeah.
0: about it on the radio. Yeah. Um, so mm, reaching so,
1: thousands of Omaha's. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway. Hey, and your audience and my audience yes.
0: <laughs> in Long Anus. So <laughs> I, so, okay. One thing I wanted to get back to was, so your parents were, was, were your parents both raised Jewish? Yeah, they were raised Jewish, but it's, but yeah. they both kind of totally left the synagogue. Like they yeah. never went back. In your, um, in your youth? No, 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 no. They did. We did.
1: We belong to... Uh, Was that
0: like the equivalent of what, what for Catholics is like we go on Christmas and Easter and that's it, you know? Yeah, like we, we did a little bit more than that. Like I fasted on Yom Kippur
1: and, um, you know, we ate uh, matzah on Passover and... Uh, but, I, but I didn't know anything about the Sabbath. You know, my grandparents were, my dad's parents were, my dad's father... Was uh, he came from Russia in 1918, and he but he kind of kept it to himself, and and it was very very difficult, and you know to give credit to that generation because you know the, the big part of being a religious Jew uh, is that you can't work on Friday nights and Saturdays. Right now, back when a lot of the Jews came in the 40s and 50s to after the Holocaust, um, and even before then, there was a seven-day work week in America. Right. And, I, I
0: had not thought about this, but this is really fascinating. So uh, yeah, a really lot of people, inclu-
1: including my grandfather, a lot of people would work for six days, get fired, and then have to get a new job every week. Wow. So, you know, especially if you came from Europe, if you came from Eastern Europe where literally your whole family was burned, because, you know, most of the Jews in Europe were burned, burned and in, and in, in, in killed in, in, in the Holocaust— For being Jewish. So you're coming to America, which the, you know, the tired and back when you could come here as a tired and puddled mass. Right. um, You come to America and it's like... God's not going to see me here. I'm not doing this. And a lot of people did that. And it's, again, you don't, I don't judge those people because I never, you know, my hardship is that I'm parked on the sixth floor of the structure and I'm furious and I feel like (laughs) life can't get worse for anyone. And um, because there's a challenge God knows I can handle. And, um, you know, so these people came (laughs) over and it's like, we're not working. You have a family here. How am I going to support my family? All I know is that I know that my grandparents were burned alive, literally, uh, for being Jewish, You know, what is it? Now, God bless the people who kept the faith because that's why there are Jews around. Um, But, you know, my grandfather did, but did not pass that on to uh, his his children. And my mother, I don't know how many, if you go back long enough on any Jewish family tree, you're going to see a guy in a black hat and a beard. And usually you go back... You know, to me, I'm, I'm uh, in my early 50s. You have to go back to grandparents or great-grandparents for sure. There's, there's not a, you know, certainly a Jewish person in their 40s or 50s does not have a great-grandparent that, you know, anybody who comes from... There, there wasn't... There was just, you were Jewish, you were Jewish, and this is how you prayed, and this is what you ate, and this is what... And then, you know, I think uh, in Germany, uh, the first wave of assimilation came, and that's what... Actually, before that, Christianity was the first wave of, like... Let's reform this. Let's not do the commandments. We have Jesus, we, He's going to die for our sins, and you know and there's a different rule stru- structure. and then the Christians kind of broke off and, and you know and, and believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Uh, Jews don't believe that. that's the principle. Difference. Yeah, that's the, the hardcore yes. separating point is that the yeah. Messiah
0: has come for Christians, the Messiah has not come for... Right, and then he Jew- has to come again. Jewish, right, yeah. he has
1: not come again, and because of that, we've been burned alive for 2,000 years um, yeah. over that. and um, But, you know, whatever, that's our. That's also a lot. It says so in our holy book that, uh, you know, that you were going to be hated. And and you brought that out right in the beginning of the show about me. <laughs> So
0: prophecy, well, you're not. You're not hated. Prophecy
1: came true. Guys.
0: I love. I said the word acerbic. You've mm, used curmudgeon, hated. It is. That's all I hear. That's all. I hear. No, I so acerbic. Um, lovingly acerbic. Okay, so I have to. Usually, ask the somewhat, word A-hole a somewhat, comes somewhat, after acerbic. I have to. I have to, I have to admit this. From my point of view, this feels like a somewhat dimwitted question. But I. What's a, a circle? I I, I it, it's the one with the corners, right? Yes. So. Um, are there, in the early 20th century, in the 1900s, are there any Jewish communities outside of Russia and Europe? Yeah, yeah. I they mean, were, they're, they're in Israel, right? Yeah. I mean, was, they, they're, they're, they still remain been, in Israel despite the fact that there is no Israel yeah, yes, proper they, at the time. Oh yeah, yeah right. For sure. So th- and and they're all are they all over the world at that point? So the, or is it, the you know- main there were a couple of main
1: historically there were a few main diasporas like all you know the Jews came out of Egypt they settled in Israel and then from there um, you know there were different kingdoms there were the the you know the first the first king uh, King David unified uh, unified Israel the second king his son King Solomon wise King Solomon uh, he had a good run of. I'm not sure how many years, or 40 years. And then after that, there were a series of, like, bad kings. They split into, you know, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. And then, um, basically, the Babylonians came and destroyed the temple. We had the temple where the Dome of the Rock is today, and um, where the Western Wall is. That was the holy temple, and God's spirit rested there. And that's where animal sacrifices took place, and that was, you know, that was part of the ritual. And people became corrupt, and... um, the Babylonians came, and we were exiled. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar came, exiled us. We were exiled in Persia for um, eighty years—not for eighty years, for seventy years—until uh, King Cyrus um, mm-hmm. allowed us to build the temple back again in seventy. Um, and um, no, I'm not sorry. Not in seventy. I forgot when that was. But be, so he—it he was 70, 70 years later. Uh, and not all of us came back. A lot of us stayed in Iran, Iraq, and a, a lot of the community, like the best and the brightest stayed there. And then, uh, the rest came back to Israel. And then we built a second temple, which stood for 400 years. And then the Romans took over the world. And at first, and there were different people who took over, you know, the Greeks took over at one point, sure. And, and, um, but then the Romans came in, the Romans took over the world and, and they were cool with us and we had a Roman governor, but then people wanted to, you know, there's you know, the the whole Talmud has talked about that, and that's in Jesus' time. And basically the Romans had enough of these, uh, you know, these Jews who were like a, a, a pinprick in their side. So they destroyed the temple, uh, the second temple. They destroyed the second temple, and um, that was during, you know, Jesus' time. And they called the land—they uh, changed the name of the land from Israel to uh, uh, Palestinia uh named after the as a poke for the jews that because uh, the philistines were the uh inhabitants that the jews always fought with so this like we're going to call you that and then mm. um but at that point and then the jews were taken into exile really you know before that there were jews in africa there were jews in yemen there were jews in you know ethiopia um jews all around the world and there was a way wave, different waves of immigration i'm sure in the early 1900s 1800s came to america it, it was always tough there were always been jews in israel always jews in jerusalem and even there were jews in the 1600s in america because they were
0: traders oh wow all right well we got to take a break but the, anyway it's fantastic we'll be right back I wanted to get to at least one aspect of this which is when then did you make the choice and was it difficult for you while you're growing up with your parents having not been religious when did you make the choice to be to become deeply religious or more so, more of devout okay so and was it and what and was there any tension in the house as you did that oh yeah so you know again we we grew up in, with
1: a knowledge of the holidays for sure and we and I remember my grandparents being religious on my father's side and and my my grandmother lighting uh, Friday night candles, my grandfather, you know, putting on tefillin, which is what you you wrap around you, um, you know, every morning, uh, except for Saturday, which I do every morning. Um, And, um, you know, it's, but I always had a sense I was Jewish. And this is the thing about Jews is that even if you don't have a sense of Jews, you're Jewish, people do. And you can't escape mm. it. And people know, and um, so I was—I had swastikas carved on my locker in school. Wow, um, that's yes, so insane! I called, man. Uh, yeah, I had my big, uh, it, 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 my it's, big moment gosh. of of standing up to a bully was when uh, this guy Craig Ackerman now, uh, who I saw at the reunion, he's the reason I bought the pants. Uh, who's now like a, just a big, giant, old, fat guy. Um, yeah, some sort of retired uh, second tier law enforcement, probably mall security. Um,
0: right. Um,
1: thank you for your service <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah. he I'm sure doesn't remember it but he was wearing a students for Hitler button and the whole baseball team wore students for Hitler buttons and it's hard you, you know you no, this is this is this is yeah this is in the 1980s early 1980s Long Island and nobody said uh, the coaches shook their head and only two kids and I'll say their names Bob Germano and Anthony Sabia refused to wear only two kids in the whole baseball team didn't wear that students for Hitler buttons and I really felt like wow it's happening again And um, I remember that I was playing tennis back then. I, you know, back then the sun was good for you and you would wear oil when you played tennis and no shirt. And I'd started working out a lot. That was good for you too. And, um, you know, just like lifting weights. I was playing tennis and I remember Craig Ackerman said, um, he said, nice body, kike. Wow. And, and on one hand, is like, nice body, that's good. But then <laughs> Kike is like, that's nah, not good. Yeah. And he said in front of the whole team. And I remember I was playing tennis with my dad, and this is an indelible, indelible moment. And I was playing tennis with my dad, he was on the other side, and I was just like, it's, this is so humiliating. The fact that I was just wearing, like, these white, like, short, short gym shorts and nothing else and playing with a wooden tennis racket was not humiliating. Um, and, um, and probably <laughs> only he- the pictures. Probably only,
0: only the pictures now when yes, they come out. And of-
1: probably a headband. On and, uh, if I could look like that now. <laughs> uh, my kingdom for a headband and, <laughs> and hair to put in it. Uh, so we um, – I, I just had that moment of thought. Your father like, hears it too. He was on the other side. We never talked about this. My father's never, and I've never talked about this moment. He was on the other side, and I just turned around, and I remember I was just like, I made the choice that I was going to have to kill him or die. I wow. really did, and I said, what did you say? In front of the entire baseball team. And he said, you heard me, and I said, I didn't hear you come over on the side of the fence away from your team and tell me what you said. And I really, at that point, I thought, I'm going to kill him, and I'm mm-hmm. going to go to jail, or he's going to kill me, but it ends now. And he said, mm-hmm. I said, what? He said, I didn't say anything. I said, I thought so. And he walked away. Wow. And that was like a turning point in my life. And I became not popular, but I moved up to the middle of the pack. Right. Teresa Truesdale would not have, be, have gotten away for me, then she would
0: have. You gone. were easily. I 156 was, uh, somewhere in there. You were like in the 150s. High <laughs> 200. Let's, um, let's not go crazy. So now, okay. So anyway, so so that, so but, this is an. Ex- yeah, but but uh, uh, let me let me tell you of the. Of course, the, of course. I'll tell
1: you the exact story. So. Um, well,
0: before you get into that, why not? Why haven't you spoken to your father about that? Do you remember? Did he not address? He witnessed this whole thing. He witnessed his son have a, 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 a an hey. adult moment like a man making he was on the other side know? of the
1: court I don't know I you know it's part of my uh it's it's interesting selective memory me. on this it was just embarrassing it's like you know uh, you know he he didn't know you know he you feel alone mm. yeah, I felt alone probably and wow. so I just felt alone. And I'm sure he said, "Come on, are we playing or not?" I'm sure that was his reaction. Right, right. <laughs> like, know? let's and, just move
0: past it. But yeah, oh, interesting.
1: Um, interesting. Okay, so you want to say
0: here's what here's the real. Okay, story so
1: so so the story is, I always had you know I had a sense of uh, I had a sense of being Jewish, and and um, you know even before that, and I talk about the, my story a lot in Hollywood and being you know observant in Hollywood, and you know I remember I I had won um, this. Um, contest called Funniest Man on Wall Street which I always say it's like
0: I, I yeah, we've talked about this Jewish it's amazing <laughs>
1: And uh, yeah it's so cool and the competition was supposed to be on um, the, they, the prize was that I would be on the Ha Network which was uh, the precursor to Comedy Central which is kind of the punchline of the story and I was like you, I'll be on TV because I won this and I'm like this is unbelievable and it was like this Wednesday night you're going to be there and I said this is great and I checked the calendar it was Yom Kippur which is the holiest day of the year And I thought, like, oh, man, Um, I can't do Yom Kippur. And I thought, like, and not that I was so religious, like, uh, you know, but it's like I fast on Yom Kippur. And I also didn't want my grandmother to not be able to see me. Mm. I said, ah, oh, can I not do it? And they said, all right, we'll try to reschedule, but it's Yom Kippur. And I was like, ah, I can't do Yom Kippur. And then the Ha Network was bought by Comedy Central, and they went a totally different way than Funniest Man on Wall Street. And they'd done okay. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of like I remember kind of being mad at God for that. And uh, and I remember, and I always tell the story, like the second time I really like wanted to cash that in was when there were two TV shows uh, that I was up for. One was called um, Blue Skies, which starred like Corey Heim and some other girl, or Corey Feldman, one of the Coreys and this other girl. And it was two guys and a girl owned a travel agency. And there was another one called, uh, that starred Courtney Cox, who was the one of the, uh, Alex Keaton's girlfriend on, on, on Family Ties. And that show was called Friends. And I was up for both those jobs. I was please, God, please make up for me with the Ha Network by letting me get on Blue Skies. And... He failed me again, and I wound up working on Friends. Um, Right, but um, that's good. Yeah, so so I dated. I dated. um, One of the big breaks in Reform Judaism is uh, Reform Judaism. Basically, um, the, the, the traditional Judaism is that God, you know, gave the Torah to Moses. We have these obligations. Uh, God, Moses wrote down, you know, the the book. We have this oral history. Most of the laws in Judaism come from the oral history that also came down at Mount Sinai, and those are traditions we've had for thousands of years. Reform Judaism, I think, in the 1800s in Germany was just like, this is too hard. We're going to assimilate uh, the first reform uh, thing. They actually served shrimp Hmm. to really say that the Torah is no longer valid. In the same way, you know that Christianity basically said, you know, there was the the whole replacement theology. It's like this is the new five books ended. Uh, we're going to arrange the the prophets a little bit so that it leads into us better segue uh, for mm-hmm. the for the backdoor pilot. <laughs> but Reform Judaism said that the you do what you want, and assimilation didn't work out great in Germany. You saw what happened, yeah. and um, but so that. You know, Orthodox Judaism is, you know, you believe that the Torah came from God and you have an obligation to God. But in Reformed Judaism, the other thing is that they – they in Orthodox Judaism, the only way to be Jewish is either your mother is Jewish or you are um, – you convert into Judaism. So Reformed Judaism said either parent can be Jewish. Um, now, Reformed Judaism is, is still, like, the largest, I guess, branch of Judaism, but it's shrinking because Reformed Jews aren't having Jewish kids and not Jewish grandkids. I mean, Reformed Judaism – who knows what will happen? God's in charge, but it's 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 shrinking dramatically. Orthodox Judaism is the only the 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 initial form, the truest traditional form of Judaism is the only one that's expanding uh, that's growing. Um, so I wanted to be on the winning team uh, <laughs> of that. but um you know, I was so I was dating my current uh, wife my only wife, (laughs) uh, who was my girlfriend at the time, and we were getting along great, and we uh, we were on a plane actually to visit my friend uh, who was getting married in New York, and I remember this, I've told this story a thousand times, there was a guy who was like reading Tehillim or something, and a guy who like had a beard and like a hat, and you know, he probably looked like me, but I saw him as like this, looking like Tevye and Fiddle on the Roof, and he was sitting next to me, and he was just like praying, and and, um, my wife Uh, my girlfriend at the time, Shawnee said, what do you think about religion? And I said, why do you have to bring over religion? We're having such a good time dating. We we just agreed that Little girls shouldn't get earrings until they're ten, and you know, and yeah, our, we, we yeah everything was going great. Everything was going great. I think our daughter got one she was two, but um, <laughs>
0: yeah, well, it only listen. You just needed to agree to get yourselves moving it in like, time. Yes. It doesn't mean you can't go it's back. It's like right Mike Tyson
1: says, everybody has a plan till they get punched in the face. So yeah, that's what it was you like. go. That's what marriage is like getting punched hey, in the look, face
0: with. And we'll end it there. Yes. No,
1: I'm saying okay, you. go on. This is the marriage hour. <laughs> um, anyway, and I was like, oh, why do you have to bring up religion? It's, it will only separate us because she was not. I didn't actually know what she was at the time. Um, but I knew she wasn't Jewish. And when you see her, you know, she doesn't, you know, sky blue eyes, blonde hair, um, razor thin, and, um, you know, cute. And not that Jews are. I've, I'm very attracted to Jewish women. I'm attracted to all women, every single one of you out
0: there. All right, there. Jeff. Everybody heard. I You're love you. Okay. All you all love all women. Some of the boys. Do. Your wife is better than all of them, but you mm, love the other not ones. Not necessarily.
1: Too. <laughs> Anyone. <laughs> The Bible says you're allowed to have multiple wives.
0: Okay. okay. All right.
1: Thank you. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Um, anyway, um, so I said, "Well," and she said, "Why does religion have to divide us?" And I said, "Well, because we're different religions." And she said, um, "Is religion important to you?" And I said, "Like a Jewish person asked a question." A question. I said, "Is it re- important to you?" And she says, "Yes, it is." And I said, "Then it's important to me." <laughs> and uh, I said, "Look, my children have to be Jewish." That's my thing. I want to have Jewish children. I have a obligation. I'm Jewish. My grandparents are Jewish. I, you know, my people have been slaughtered for thousands of years for being Jewish. I can't let it end with me on my uh, narrow, not yet hairy shoulders. Um, and um, she said, "Well, I just want my kids. I believe in God. I want my kids to believe in God. I want my kids to have a good, a structured system, and believe in a loving God. And and you know, being in." in good system of values, and family is the center of it, and education, the Jews believe that. And I said, I don't know. (laughs) And she said, all right, well, if Jews believe that, I can raise my kids Jewish. So that was fine. It's like, she's going to raise my kids Jewish. So then we're at- How old are you at this time? Um, uh, I'm 32. uh, 32. Are you
0: on Friends at this time? No. Like, this is after that? No, No, she bought high.
1: She bought high. I was on Friends, and then I, I met her after I had a deal, and then- it's been a slippery slope down to this. Very, right down to, very, right down, down to trial and error, seat. everybody. Right beyond no. trial and error, right down to the seat. <laughs> back at uh, number two ninety seven.
0: No, no, I don't want to derail this too much. So, so, but you're thirty two. So you're young. I mean, you're you're. Yeah, you, but, but you, we, you've you've gone. You know that you have a you. There is a there is a god a deep god impulse in you, but you haven't fully. You haven't but I, I didn't have By the way, I didn't have the same.
1: I. You know, a lot of people. Yeah. Yes, a lot of people look at. A lot of people look at God as they don't want to be seen by God. It's like, just you do your thing, I'll do my thing. Whether or not you believe, I've always believed in God, but it's kind of like you don't want God to, like, you know, there's this kind of misunderstanding. That's why that my friend Rabbi Aaron says, substitute the word love for God in the Torah, and you'll see what the point is. And it's not like, you know, you have the misunderstanding of God as the giant man on the throne. And a lot of that is because of the, our understanding of God has become because of... Christian artists who have represented, you know, Michelangelo and, and you know, and, and, and all those famous Christian artists and, and Moses with the reason that Jews were believed to have horns was because Moses' statue where he misinterpreted the word light. The Hebrew word for light, I guess, is close to the term for horns. And, um, oh, wow. he... Built horns on his statue because it said when he came down there was like light coming from his head, so he had heads And there go another hundred thousand. I've actually Jews. never heard that. There, yeah, um, you can see the statue about that it's statue. That's statue. That's, yeah, that's it's a, right. a statue in a church in in Florence, wow. I believe. And so that's there go another two million Jews because of that. Right. Uh, well, because, I mean because Christianity of, because of a typo.
0: Very savvily got you know associated with the high and political structures and continued to stay right. that way. Right. Yeah. yeah of course. And, and you know. eh,
1: whatever it's it, you know Christianity also spread. Uh, Judaism was. Monotheism and Christianity spread it, even though the Trinity is, is a weird form of that. But we're not going to go into not a weird thought of that. It's 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 a it's a inscrutable no, it's a, part for uh, I think a lot of people. certainly
0: inscrutable. That's right.
1: So um, anyway, um, but I was going to um, I was going to well,
0: we're going to talk about how like this is the kind of the genesis of your. Genesis, of your observance is, yeah, so, is your, so, well, is your so, love with your wife. And um, your, I love my wife, So, but it goes on from there.
1: So so we uh, we wind up getting engaged, um, and I'm like, this is great. Last problem solved. We got the earrings thing. We got that. She's. I asked my friends because I'd only been in terrible relationships. I was like, should I marry Shawnee? And they're like, no, she's too good for you. You're an idiot if you don't ask her. And if she would possibly go out with you, you'd be crazy not to marry her. So we got engaged, and we're having shrimp cocktail at Il Cielo on uh, – Beverly and uh over shrimp cocktails she said so am I going to convert before or after we get married I was like you're going to convert she's like yeah I think I should be the same religion as our kids and we should at least learn about it don't you think you don't if we're going to raise our kids to be Jewish like you want let's learn about it I was like oh my god and I really like won the lottery like I don't tell this story uh, anymore because it's like how to get rich by winning the lottery it's like huh. it doesn't happen so we took classes at the University of Judaism, and I was the whole time. I was like, um, "Oh my God, please let Jews believe in good things, please let." I <laughs> like then, you're like not yeah, sure. Oh, Maybe I'm like, they're into like you know, know stealing which, and which murder, stealing, <laughs> controlling the media. Where's that class? And it was right, just backstabbing. Yes, was, wow. Thursday is backstabbing. Anti-Semitism, Nick. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that didn't take long. Uh, anyway, so it came out, and it's really mostly like you know, short stocky guys with leggy blondes and Asian girls for some reason that's <laughs> what the whole room was. And, um, but, You're all like, just
0: sitting there high-fiving each yeah, other. we
1: like, mm, you too, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh. all right. There must be God. <laughs> um, and, you know, we started learning about, you know, the uh, Shabbat and we started learning about God and the holidays and like, wow, this is really wonderful. This is everything. How come I didn't grow up with this? And it's like, well, you need, you did, you had it. and, and, um, you know, so we started, uh, lighting candles on a Friday night and we started, you know, having Shabbat dinner and I started blessing my daughter. I just, we just had our daughter then. And, and, you know, and then I said, like, I'm going to stop working Friday nights. It doesn't make sense for me to work Friday nights. And I happened to be on a TV show, which starred a guy who kept Shabbat, this guy, Elon Gold. And so, uh, they taped on Tuesday nights. So that kind of made it a little easier. And then, you know, the more into it, and then we, then we met this other couple, um, and uh, we met them because at the time we were vegetarian, and uh, she apparently made a great vegan nut loaf. And uh, I, I can't believe that that was the turning point in our career was a religious career was a vegan nut loaf. And we met them, and they had their first traditional Shabbat dinner, and it was uh, amazing. And there was singing, and there was like just like just telling these inspirational stories, and so much love, and so much food. And we're like, yeah, let's do this again and again. And then we went on this. Uh, kind of retreat called um arachim and arachim is like uh it's a it's a group basically that that shows you it's kind of like so torah and science thing it shows you it's kind of like a and and not a lot of people respond to this but it's kind of like all the mystical parts of judaism that like there has to be a god and it's like and first thing is like accepting there's a god and then also seeing like all the things that are in the bible that are like Scientific and and again, there is a degree of faith and not a lot of people respond to this, but I was just like, wow, this is fantastic. Look at the human eye works and look at the egg. Like the fact I never even thought of this was that an egg, a, uh, a, 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 single, a chicken egg is one cell. You ever think of that? no. It's an egg cell.
0: Yeah. You're that's eating really one amazing.
1: cell that's that big and like oh, all the amazing. DNA and that like all the DNA in your body, if you take a skin sample from your, your, all your DNA is, is encoded with everything about you and the world. And it's like, and, and how much, um, it would be impossible to design a human hand because a human hand has to have so many muscles in it. And it's like, all this stuff is like, wow, there's really a God. Mm. And that was the first time that I saw that. And it's like, if there's, if there's really a God, then this God would probably want you to have a relationship with him. Well. Then there should be a rule book, and there is. And it started from there. And then I just started. And then you you take on things slower, and you know. The, then you find out there's f- four fast days in there, and there's a <laughs> bunch of stuff that you, days you can't your, work. Your
0: calendar is. Full. Yeah,
1: and then you're like uh, a lot of horseradish and a lot of bad food, and and uh, <laughs> you know, and a lot of walking. Well, and uh, oh and man. then it just like, but I just thought like I want to, and we met so many people who like. Led this lifestyle, and it's like they were so great with their kids, and the kids were so respectful, and, you know, most of the time that works. But it's like they were close to their kids. Like I don't, you know, Friday nights through Saturday nights. There is no electronics, and there's nobody. My kids, who are addicted like I am to my phone, you don't think about it. The phone goes off, and we play board games, and we sing songs, and we hang out together, and sometimes we fight, because that's, like you said, I'm an asshole. Um, <laughs> I, I love I think that. that's how you opened it. We'll let the record... Yeah, well, Everyone in the been, room is nodding, by the way. I have yeah, been... That's, that's, that checks out.
0: Well, I have to take over here. I have been the lucky recipient of um, at least three of your spot dinners, and um, I know I, I always have an open invitation, and they really are a beautiful family environment and it, it is... Um, if you guys are free for lunch, 12.30 this uh, Saturday if you want to come over. I love it. I'll talk to my wife. Yeah, talk to uh, her. We'd love to have you. I, we, we love the times we've spent with you and I do feel like there's something... Um, you know, I. We could use you though. The table is really lame so far.
1: We have giant yeah. <laughs> shabbat. We have we have twenty to thirty people every Friday and Saturday. And
0: uh, hey, we, man, if I can be a little extra spice, I'm happy to be that. You know, that's we we that's get we get I a really s- lovely vibe of, you know, both my wife and I are from from a different. All of our immediate families are in different parts of the country, and um, coming to you at your house always felt like a really beautiful family environment. And I love the reverence. You know, I I don't I I, I have a. I love learning about your traditions and, and how open you've been about explaining all that stuff to me as you have been so beautifully open on this show. Wow. And I... We should have uh, recorded some of it. I love... I love you, buddy. Thanks love for being here. And um, thank you all for listening.